Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on? You're listening to episode 201 of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, player two, Eric. What's up, buddy? Yo, what's going on? And what up, NPC fam? It is your boy, Hate Zero, your hero. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I missed it. Uh, the music you just heard, guys, was from On Being Human. You can check them out on Spotify and YouTube. This is an unofficial Nintendo podcast. And if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash NPC. Pick up something awesome like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. The chair I'm sitting in from OPC. Go to n64josh.com slash OPC to automatically save $10 at checkout. With that, we're going to get to the announcements. Hey, listen. All right. Well, hey, Scott the Geek from the Discord has created a forum called TurtleKickers.com. And so if you like to use forums, you can go check this one out. It's uh, it's it's still all all fresh and new and there's not a whole lot of people there. So um, if you want to play, you know, d- do your part to to kind of kick this thing off. TurtleKickers.com. I have a link in the show notes here. You can check it out. Um, I do want to remind you guys, we have a giveaway for a $50 eShop card. I have I have teamed up with Captain Dangerous. You guys remember she was on uh, a few episodes ago. She is the uh, the amazing toy photographer. And uh, so if you go to n64josh.com slash giveaway, all the details are there. And if you go to n64josh.com slash calendar, you'll see my streaming schedule, the community game nights, all that stuff. n64josh.com slash calendar just to stay, uh, to stay in the know. And I do want to say, I've been doing some, I've been doing some testing and I know I, I have a handful of people that have asked me like, Hey, what is the best way for me to stay connected with like with you and your content and that kind of stuff? Like when videos go out and, uh, articles, that kind of stuff. And what I've actually found is the best place is there's going to be two places, either n64josh.com slash r which is the subreddit or the facebook group everywhere else it all kind of just ends up you don't see it all that much you'd think you'd think discord it's not discord discord is not the best place for that kind of stuff so so if you want and the only reason i bring it up is because i have had some people ask me like hey how can i know when a new article goes out well the best the, the best two places is the Facebook group and 64 josh.com slash Facebook group or the subreddit. I will. I, those are the two places that stuff gets posted. Um, that is not stuck behind a paywall or things like that. Cause I could post it on my Facebook page and Facebook says, Hey, you want your people to see this? Then go ahead and pay us. You know, that's how that works. Twitter, unfortunately can kind of just be noise. It's best for conversation versus just sharing content. So um, those are the two places I would, I would say to go if you want to stay um, up to date with uh, any of the articles I'm writing or videos I'm doing. 
And so uh, with that, we're going to we're going to jump on over to what we've been playing and our impressions. Here we go. Cuphead, baby. Cuphead. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. So I, I had it on Xbox and, you know, I think I think maybe we talked about it a while back, but I didn't love it. It was very hard. Uh, the game looked pretty sounds were cool i mean it, it reminds you of all the cartoons growing up and even beyond our years right um, well, dude i showed it to my grandma yesterday at easter and she goes oh i remember these two and i'm like <laughs> yeah, are you sure I grandma you do <laughs> <laughs> but exactly like it it is just like that right like the animation's perfect like they do great but I didn't find the game very accessible at the time for me, and I just lost interest, right? I've already gotten further on the Switch than I ever did on the Xbox One. Something about the controls and the the being able to take it handheld, and I, when I'm playing handheld, there's no latency at all. I'm just enjoying this game more than I ever thought I would. What are you, What's your take so far? I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And I was very concerned about playing with the pro controller because of the D-pad and really haven't had any issues. It has not been it has not been bad. There's been a few times that I've noticed like um if I'm it's one of those things like it 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 registered all fairly accurately. Like very accurately. But there were some times that I was that I was kind of off on my on my the where I was pressing on the D-pad a little bit and so yeah. it would shoot at an angle versus being just to the left or to the right. But I could kind of recognize that, oh, that's I mean, I could see why that's doing that. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like and I so um I didn't really have to make any adjustments or anything like that. I never took my controller apart. And this is a day one pro controller that I played with. Not the Smash one, not the not the Xenoblade controller, the day sure. one pro controller. And so I really didn't have any issues. Um I spent huh. two hours like putting in chat was like, you've got to get to the dragon boss. So I got to world two and I went to the dragon boss and I fought the boss for two hours. And when I beat it, it was a minute and thirty-nine seconds. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, the game is, and so I kind of like that. It's that old school Contra style where things don't really change. You have to memorize the patterns, but in doing that, you have to be on your game. If the level's only two minutes, you have to be on your game that entire two minutes. And to rem- to memorize those two minutes can take you two hours to get to the point where you're like, okay, I can cruise through this first 30 seconds, no problem now. Mm-hmm. Um Games aren't like that anymore, which is is great, you know, AI and stuff, it's fun, but this is a this is a new new challenge to some of these young guys who didn't grow up with the games we grew up with. They they won't they don't have those old experiences we had. So it's kind of fun to for us to relive and kind of fun for, you know, the younger generation to play something like that for the first time. Yeah, there's almost like the sense of passing the torch like you know, yeah. you, you think games are hard? Try Cuphead, you know, try Contra. And yeah, uh, absolutely. So and to let you guys know, after last week's show, first, so many, so much like like people reaching out. And uh, so thank you for that. That was that was awesome. But I definitely my, one of my biggest takeaways is that 
you guys want reviews, like you want game reviews. So game reviews are going to be happening. And I reviewed Cuphead. There's a written review on n64josh.com. And there's also a video review on YouTube. Again, I'm going to do my best to try to play all the way through these games, but there's going to be times that that's not going to happen. And so you're just going to have to, that's just going to be part of the compromise that we have to make. Cause I'm going to do my best, but again, as a, you know, trying to, trying to beat so many games that it can be, it can be pretty tough. I'm working on the new steam world game. That's going to be coming out this week. And so I will, I will have a full, I will have a full review for that on the 24th. Okay. But as far as cuphead goes, I gave it a nine out of 10. And the only thing that I felt really was holding it back is just that difficulty. Now I personally love that difficulty for me. Like, I think it's great, but I could see, I could, and I've, I've heard people talk about it. Like, like man, this game's, this game's hard, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. And, and really what it, what it boils down to is it looks so frantic. Right. And so I want to give you guys, I want to give you guys just a, a, a few pointers if I can. And some of this may be obvious and some of it you maybe haven't, you haven't picked up on, but one of the things worth noting is there's, there's almost always an audio cue for, for certain things. So uh, for instance, if you fought the candy boss, the, the, the lady that's in the, 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 the candy castle or whatever, the little jelly bean that comes running out with his sword and shield there's a little chime that plays right before he shows up. So if you're focused on the boss, but you hear that noise, you know, Hey, I've got to be watching. I got to be watching for this. Cause he's going to be running across the stage now. Right. The same is true with like, uh, the, the dragon that I fought forever when his tail, when his tail is going to come up and, and strike her, when it, when it peeks up through the clouds, it makes a little chime that you can hear. And so the, the audio cues are very, very important. The other thing is, is what I feel like what this game does is it, 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 it almost forces you to play very quickly. And so because of that, there's often mistakes that are made and the inputs and you, and, and so you're trying to frantically dodge things and then you miss the patterns, right? I've seen some people talking about the frog bosses and how they're, they're having a hard time, like, like getting the, um, getting the patterns down for the third phase of that, of that boss. And it's one of those things that once it clicks for you, it's, it's actually going to be pretty easy. It's just a matter of kind of like getting comfortable with running that, running that phase. And then once you, once you do it, you'll be good, but you you may have to like take a breath, take a break. You know what I mean? Did you find, did you find it similar where it was like, okay, I need to just take a break from this. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. The, the frog bosses. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where I could get through, uh, the first and second stage pretty well, but I was just getting worked over on the third portion. Um, soon I put the switch down, went and did something else for a little while, came back over it. And luckily, you know, you don't forget the things from the first two phases. So you can just blow right past those. You're not frustrated anymore. So it kind of, kind of all just registers. And, um, I think after putting it down, I beat it first try, you know, yep. so, uh, yeah, that's definitely great advice. Um, the other thing that the game doesn't really explain to you well, at least from what I've seen and what I'm doing, don't spend your money on the heart upgrades. You now that weakens your damage. It's going to make everything much harder for you. The the three life seems like it's or the three hits till till you're dead seems like it's really hard to to get around. But when you upgrade to four or five it makes your damage pretty weak and 
that's going to make everything take longer. Yeah, the the two things I'm I'm running are the uh, uh, your special ability just fills up over time, and the spread shot. Those are the two. Yeah. Um, those are the two that uh, that were recommended to me while I was streaming, and so yeah. that's that's what I've stuck with. And and the other thing too is then so your spread shot it doesn't it doesn't go very far, right? right. It's it's got a short range, and so. Uh, you've got to be ready to like when I when I finally beat that I, I got stuck on that candy boss which I remember the first time I beat that on Xbox I don't think it took me as long I think it took me longer this time and I kept getting to where I had her to about one hit and again it was one of those things I wasn't dodging that head that she would throw out I was I was just I was frantically moving trying to get shots and not not really and then the last time I I I, I beat her. I just made sure just to avoid like avoiding the head was priority one and then getting shots in when I could, but you can't, it's much easier to hit her with your base, your base weapon, right? Your starting weapon, because it has so much more range than, than the spread. Whereas like some of the earlier bosses in that, those first few phases, you know, especially the uh, gumball machine when he comes running out, like the spread shot was what I used all day because it does more damage over a quicker amount of time when you're hitting all three shots. Right. So um, you, you just got to play and, and find out what, what, what you're, you know, what works best for you. But I mean, the, uh, yeah, I know. And, and so I also played handheld runs, great handheld runs, great yep. docked. And I use the Hori D pad for that. Oh, I, have okay. the, I have the Zelda, the Zelda D pad and um, it worked great. It worked great. You I know, had, it's crazy. I, I haven't even thumb. used a D pad yet. Just all stick, I've, huh? I've been all analog stick, and I just kind of forgot that, yeah, I should probably play this 2D platforming game with a D-pad. I'm going to have to use the 8-bit dough and see see how that improves my quality of life because I kind of forgot all about it. Yeah, yeah. so that was the <laughs> that was like one of my biggest concerns is Mario Maker and, and Cuphead for the having quality D-pads, you know. Um, I got yeah. wicked Nintendo thumb. And honestly, from play, I played I played Cuphead for about I think I streamed it for about six hours straight. I, I, I think I got carpal tunnel by the time I yeah. was done with that dragon. Like, so I can see that. I but it was a ton that. of like I was having a blast. Like I I like I like these games that you um, get like you get you can get stuck on you. You you've got to try to figure out. I, I enjoy difficult games. I, you know, for whatever reason, Ninja Gaiden, things like that. I've been, I've been playing dark souls recently. Like I, I like it. I, I think it's, yeah. I love the challenge. I love that. I love the, uh, just the, the satisfaction of, of completing, you know, a stage after you've really, really struggled with it. And, and I, the thing is, what's funny is I remember the first time I played through some of these levels on Cuphead, I'm like, I can't, I'm so glad I'm never going to have to do this again. <laughs> and here you are. And here I am. <laughs> here you are. Yeah. Uh, it's, I didn't expect to enjoy it. I, you know, I, I saw the port come. I was like, I'll buy it, you know, just to support it because this might be an opportunity for Microsoft to see the sales and go, okay, this is something we want to pursue and start pushing more titles to switch. I'm all for that. Right. Obviously. Um, so it was one I was going to buy regardless, but I didn't think I would enjoy it that much, man. I'm, I'm loving it. The game plays great. Um, another thing I'll say, if you guys are getting frustrated and you're stuck, don't just keep going in with the same strategy, change it up, change up your weapons, you know, change on the fly. You know, you can map the, any of the buttons to whatever you like. So map 
you know, the change button to something that's comfortable to you. So you can go from the spread shot to the pea shooter at a moment's notice. Cause in certain boss battles, there's times where you're close and there's times where you're far away. You know, take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just don't so, get, don't get stuck in the insanity loop where you're doing the exact same thing and have the exact same result. Yes. Please don't do that. Just, just change it up. Try something new. So yeah. 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 Good call. Good call there for sure. So, uh, let's see here. Um, I think we're going to, I think we're going to move, move on to the news. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So Nintendo is getting close to launching the switch in China. And this news has caused their (laughs) their stock to uh you know kind of go up a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's going to be huge because china you know they're pretty protective about what kind of stuff that you can import in and um you know they've famously had some bootleg systems and and all that good stuff so i'm i'm interested to to see what kind of library they're going to get um yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I think I think that's going to be huge for Nintendo if they're uh, successful over there. I mean, obviously, there's what two billion people in China, so that that can't hurt. No, it 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 definitely cannot. And I, <clears throat> I want to get the uh, I want to get the link open here that uh, uh, from Nintendo Life just to kind of get a little more little more detail on this. But uh, um, I mean the the potential for just the amount of the amount of sales you know yeah. like this is this is really a good thing really yeah good oh thing. yeah and i think it'll um it'll do great things uh i'm hoping that they they're like we talked about just a second ago they're pretty protective about any content coming over movies media games so i'm curious if they're going to get breath of the wild if they are able to get breath of the wild over there that game's going to sell a billion copies like it's just amazing i'm so excited for all these people who get to play breath of the wild for the first time i wish it was me again so it looks like this this is uh this, is, this came to us from from wall street journal, I believe I'm looking at Nintendo life right now. I'll put that link in the, uh, in the show notes here, but, uh, um, it looks like, um, 10 cent, which I'm not real familiar. It, you know, it's, there's a, there's a partnership with uh 10 cent holdings, one of China's biggest tech and gaming companies. Okay. In the latest update, Tencent has now been given approval to start selling super Mario bros. U deluxe switch bundle in mainland China. So that's, uh, yeah. Switch bundles. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to be huge. It's good stuff. This is good stuff. So, and it caught, let's see, the news has resulted in Nintendo shares surging by more than 13%. Um, this was the highest, um, uh, the highest they've been since, uh, October 18th last year. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's, and, and that was right on the, uh, right on the front end of smash coming out too. So, I mean, that was a great time for Nintendo. The crazy thing is, is like, 
do you think this has the potential to make Super New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe the best-selling game on the Switch? <laughs> uh, immediately, yeah. I mean, if, is that the bundle? Did they say that was the bundle? Yeah, that's that they've they've now um, has now been given the approval to start selling New Super Mario Bros. U uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe Switch bundle in mainland China. So, well, then, yeah. I mean, that depending on how many units they can get over there, that immediately becomes the best-selling game. <laughs> Of all time. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you gotta, yeah, I mean, realistically that, and that also helps Nintendo reach ridiculous switch numbers, you know, that they, what, they've got to be over 20 million by now, right? Did they ever say if they hit that goal? Uh, I'm sure they have. I believe this at, at this point, like right now, we're probably sitting right around 40 to 41 million. Yeah, that's. So, you know, add another 50 million from China, maybe, hopefully. I mean, we have no idea what the import costs are going to be. It might be just way too expensive for anyone to to get their hands on. So we'll see. But it's not going to hurt Nintendo. It's only going to do good things. They're also talking about um, investors are also hoping Nintendo can eventually release its smartphone games um, within the market um, by getting Tencent to help them develop a mobile strategy. So um, that would also be big because like games like Fire Emblem and stuff are, are making money um, hand over fist, you know, so it's doing well. So let's yeah, see here. Crazy. The uh, Labo VR Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild updates, um, they roll out on the 25th. Okay, Nintendo put up a a video and, and Odyssey is just kind of a little bite size. Like they kind of make it very clear. It's just kind of a little bite size, you know. Uh, you're not gonna be doing a whole lot, but there's a little bit to do in Odyssey. But then um, in Breath of the Wild, it looks like you can, it, it's it. What it says is that uh, the, the pre-rendered cutscenes will not be in like, they don't change, but just when you're in the world, exploring the world, it looks like you're going to be able to go um, full VR. And that's going to be phenomenal. Did you pick this? Did you pick this level kit up? No, no. I think you've you've heard my my uh, take on VR. I'm just not. It's not for me. Uh, no. But I I am interested to hear what people's uh, opinions are of it because obviously this switch screen is only 720p. So I know the Google Glass style or Google Cardboard, sorry, style um, can kind of help with that a little bit, but. I'm curious with the game like Breath of the Wild because it's still going to be third party, so or third person, so third person VR. I'm curious what that does for people, how how they enjoy it or not. I'm just interested to see. Well, and I, th- I if I mean, and I could be wrong, but if it's anything like the the other mini games and stuff that have, that are included with the uh, Labo VR, uh, essentially what you're going to do is you're going to move Link with your with the the stick just like you normally would, but wherever right. you look is where you're going to be seeing, uh, you know, in, uh, in Hyrule, you know? So yeah. that like, again, I started, I started getting a headache after messing sure. around with it for too long. And so it, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of factors. I mean, the resolution's not going to help with that, the refresh rate, but more importantly, 
Breath of the Wild's easily a hundred plus hour game if you want it to be. So your arms are going to be just jacked after <laughs> holding just... that thing to your face, playing a hundred hours of Breath of the Wild on that. Yeah. So I, I, I look forward to people rigging solutions to stick that to their heads so they can play without holding it to their face. Oh, I've seen people take like sweatpants and just tie the legs around their head, you know, with See, the... people are way more way more crafty than I am because I would have just laid face down on like my bed and that's how I would have played just head face down this is my this is my life not not even face up just 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 face you know that would have been a better strategy but no face down is immediately where my head went so that's what would have happened you know resting it on your head would have been would have been great but yeah no not for me <laughs> Heads down says where's where smell nerds. Huh. <laughs> so anyway, guys, I did include a link in the show notes to uh Nintendo's um latest video about Odyssey and uh and Breath of the Wild. It just kind of just it it's really nothing more than what than what we talked about. It's just a bite-sized uh little piece of content for Odyssey and then um you know, and I'll check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll play it this week and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, um, next Monday night and, uh, give you guys the lowdown. So this next piece here, this next, I don't know if this is going to excite you or not. Cause I don't know where, I don't know where you were when this game came out or if you played it or not, but the GameCube game 13 is heading to the switch in November. Are you familiar with this title? That sounds super familiar. So it's a cell shaded first person shooter. And you, from what I, from what I've gathered from the story, because I can't, I can't remember if I have played it or not. I don't remember. And so I I feel like I, I feel like it's one of those games that like I had a demo for it or something, you know, but I, again, back when they used to mail like demo discs. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And so (laughs) it's, apparently you're accused of assassinating the president and then you're trying to, you know, but you don't remember what, what happened exactly. I don't, so I don't know. It's, it was during that phase in gaming where cell shading was like the big thing, you know? And, and, and and so I believe this is a, uh, I'm not positive here. I believe I'm going to open up the link. I think, I think it's actually a, um, They've had a remake like on PC or whatever, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not positive. Cause I know that's like what happened with like Turok and things like that. So I remember this game. You remember 13? Uh, I do. I'm looking it up now. I do remember this game. I don't think I, I know I didn't own it, but it looks like I played, maybe I rented it. That used to be a thing we could do as, as younger individuals too. you know, go to blockbuster or Hollywood video or whatever and rent a, rent a game. So, um, yeah, so since the play magic team is very excited, I'm on, uh, um, and I, I think this is just from their PR department, but, um, the play magic team is very excited for the opportunity to remake a true classic, modernizing the graphics, sound and animations while remaining faithful to the original 13's incredible look and feel, um, 13's gameplay mechanics are being reworked in an effort to modernize the experience in a way. Uh, that encompasses the original spirit of the game. We are sure that fans of the original game will love rediscovering one of their all-time favorites while new players discover a truly iconic masterpiece in a new light. Okay. So, so it's a full remake, not just like a weird 
Hork, kind of like Turok was. That's, that's what it seems like. Yeah, that's that's what okay. it seems like. So, um, and to give you an idea of this storyline, play as thirteen, a talented soldier who lost his memory and has been accused of killing the president of the United States. You wake up injured, um, and uh, uh, let's see, you wake up injured, have amnesia on um, Brighton Beach, with the only clue being a small key and a mysterious tattoo thirteen next to your clavicle. It's now your job to search for answers in 34 levels of the solo campaign. Don't worry. You'll find the appropriate weapon arsenal along the way. So sign me up. Sounds cool. I'm, I'm good with any shooters we can get on the switch. Yeah. Same, same. That's going to be here on November 13th. So fitting, fitting for it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right, right, right. So yeah, there you go. Sounds good. That's, uh, that's, that's the last little bit of news. We're going to we're going to get on over to uh to our talking points now. Okay. Well, the Game Boy turned 30 years old. Insane. <laughs> Insane. When did this happen, you know? Like they grow up so quick. They do. They do. I, you know, it was just yesterday when it turned old enough to drink. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about, like, I don't know. I don't know how much history you have with this system. I have, I have a fair amount of history with it. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, um, kind of just take a, take a, take a a trip down memory lane and maybe even talk about like, like some of the marketing and the things like that. Like even just the, remember the, remember the, the box that these things came in that were Mm -hmm. like, uh, it was, it was black with like neon, like everything kind of looked like neat. Like there was neon hands holding the game boy. And it was just like, I remember walking into like Toys R Us or wherever. And I wanted one of these things so bad. And I, I honestly, I don't know. Like for at the price point it was at, I don't know why my parents never pulled the trigger for me. I, I, uh, I really don't. Probably because it was just more more junk, you know. Parents, they none of this was marketed to them, you know. If they're watching like sixty minutes or the Andy Griffith show, they're not seeing commercials for the Game Boy, right? You know, they're they're seeing their stuff. So we're just <laughs> like, Mom, Dad, you got to get me this thing. They're like, Yeah, whatever. Like, go away. This thing's too expensive. Like, what is it? If they're watching 60 minutes, they're probably seeing news reports about how video games are rotting our brains. Even worse, you know, all that stuff, because that was definitely a thing. I have um, I have an article in the works, actually, that's uh, like it just highlights old news broadcasts that talk about how how video games are messing up kids and, you know, how how angry people were that the Super Nintendo was a thing and they couldn't play the old games in it like like just seeing just seeing there's this one lady she's like i i will not buy this thing like this is this is ridiculous you know i was like boy how far we've come since then (laughs) that's awesome but so i mean my first memory of like getting to uh getting to play this is my aunt and uncle bought it on christmas and they brought it to our family gathering and I remember we did the link cable and you could be Mario and Luigi in Tetris. Right. And you would, you would, you know, play head to head. And it was, I mean, 
it was like one of the most like exciting and disappointing Christmases ever because I was like, I get, I got to touch this, but, but that was it. Like I, I remember, I remember wanting one so badly and, and I don't know, I think I was pretty good at like, uh, I don't just like, like, I was just maybe a little too smooth as a kid, but I'd be like, you know, you just want to let me borrow your Game Boy, right? Like, you just want to let me borrow it. Huh. And they're You're like, that oh, kid. well, I don't really want. And I'm like, I think you do. And they're like, all right, but only Were they afraid. Were you bullying them into letting you borrow it? Uh, I'm going to say no. I was, okay. I was more of like, uh, like, I, I think I was going more for the guilt you know, versus the, uh, the brute force. Like I was just kind of guilting them into it. Like, you know, I don't have anything fun. Right. And this would be some fun in my life. Thanks, like I'm going to have to go back to the farm. Like you already have a <laughs> NES, right? Like, can I just, you know, you don't need both. Of, you can't possibly play both. <laughs> don't you have an NES? Yeah, but I don't have Tetris or I don't have super Mario land or I don't have Metroid two. And so, and then, of course, I would forget it. They're like, hey, would you bring my Game Boy? I was like, oh, I left it at home. Sorry, I'll have to bring it tomorrow. That <laughs> that that ensured that I had a few more evenings with the Game Boy, right? And so... The and, worst. And they even had, like, they had, like, the Light Boy and everything, right? So Ooh. I'm like... Because I, I had a 45-minute limit. So this was my... This was, like, the key to freedom for me. I would go into my closet in my bedroom, just close the closet doors, fire up the Light Boy... And it was it was game over. I was good to go for for hours. You know, my mom yeah. thought I was just playing with Ninja Turtles or whatever. And it was like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm rescuing princesses and and uh, killing Metroids. You know, this is and th- that's the thing. Like, I remember at one point, I don't even know who I borrowed the system from. I remember borrowing the system from somebody. I don't remember who. And I remember borrowing uh, Samus Returns. And I got and I've told this story on here before, but I got to the last and then I had to give everything back. It was like. <laughs> And it was, it was, it was really, really a bummer. So, um, the, uh, f- for you, was there, did you, did you, did you own one? Did you? Yeah. Play, play um, one? I didn't own it, you know, in 88 when it came out or 89 when it came out, I think I don't exactly remember when it came, when I got my hands on one, I think I got it for Christmas, probably 92, time frame or 91 maybe it was before the super came out i think now my my, my memory's on kind of fuzzy on oh, yeah, when sure. i got it but um i got super mario land i got tetris those were the only two games for launch right so that christmas that's all i played um those the songs from both of those are permanently etched in my my brain for the rest of my life uh, you know, um, immediately it didn't come with batteries, if I recall, and we didn't have enough batteries, so oh, that no. became a huge issue. So, like, I stole every double A battery from like every remote in the house that I could find, and <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> and so because I think it took was it four or six? Four. It was four. Okay. The game oh, actually, gear was six. Yeah. I think it was only four. I think. I'm okay. Pretty sure. So I, I never owned a game gear. My buddy let me borrow his. I kind of pulled a Josh and borrowed my buddies for an extended period of time for that one. <laughs> but um, man, I remember just the Super Mario Land when Mario got really small 
you know, when he would get hit or something, I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, he's so tiny. Like, how is he going to do anything? (laughs) And, and then when he got into like, he goes into that ship or whatever, or it's a submarine. I don't even remember now. It's been so many years. Yeah. There's a plane and a submarine. Okay. Man, like Mario's doing crazy stuff like that. That blew my little kid mind. Um, and then, you know, a little bit down the road, I did get the Ninja Turtle game. Um, Fall of the Foot Fall, Clan. Fall of the Foot Clan. Yes. Yeah. Game over, man. Game <laughs> over. Uh, I I loved it. And I didn't have a light boy. Um, so, you know, I was always trying to play under a desk lamp or just any solution I could to try to see this dang screen. Um We've joked about it multiple times, but like playing in the car and just hoping for, you know, that you'd get a red light so that you could see, see yeah, the screen yeah. for a while. So it, I, f- I found one bad. here. I had one near me. I had the original Game Boy near me. Yeah. Four batteries. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. I only had to pill for a few, few double A's. What, what a tank, you know, what, what Yeah, a tank. I mean, indestructible. The, the thing was, was wonderful. And the battery life was pretty good. If I remember. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was it was pretty good. So, um, yeah. And then Tetris played played that for way too many hours. Uh, <laughs> you know, you'd you'd try to you'd go in and boost it to you know one hundred or whatever, and it's like so fast you can't do anything. You're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it, it was it was a blast i loved the game boy um eventually i got into pokemon red um which you know that was the first uh rpg i had played as a kid um if you want to call it an rpg that that style and that kind of set the tone for me um you know that's because of that game I started enjoying those style turn-based games that I otherwise would have thought were boring. Like, I don't want to read. I, I just want to jump and shoot stuff. And, mm. you know, so, um, yeah, a, a ton of good memories. Crawler saying NOA in New York has an OG Game Boy that lived through the Gulf War and it still works. Yeah, I've seen that thing. Like, yeah. it's 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 pretty messed up. It is pretty messed up. But the thing that I remember a lot of times is, is the school bus ride, right? That's where I got to experience uh, Kirby for the first time. And I think okay. even Mega Man for the first time. And I remember somebody did have the fall of the foot clan. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to be able to play this, you know, all the way through. Cause I mean, it was, it was a turtles game, man. I just, it honestly, yeah. and the, the thing is like, before I even started, uh, uh, I think it was after I short, shortly after I started collecting, um, I I came across a copy of Fall of the Foot Clan and I was like, oh yeah, I gotta have this one. I gotta have this one. Okay. There's actually a second Turtles game, I believe, on the uh, on the Game Boy as well. I think there was. Um, I didn't. I think that one came. It must have came near the end of the life, or I I didn't get it for whatever reason. So I must have moved on to my Super Nintendo. And once I played uh, Super Nintendo Turtles in Time, like that's the only thing I ever wanted to play again. At that point, that was the greatest game ever made. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's. Uh, what's interesting is because I've always had like a, I've always loved loved uh, Turtles games. So the Game Boy Advance TMNT plays very similar to Turtles in Time or the arcade game, same, very similar play style. And so that was one that I was always um, 
Uh, that that like I got into my it's been in my collection even though like there were times I never had I didn't have a Game Boy or a Game Boy Advance or anything that game stayed it's for somehow it stayed with me I still have it and uh, it, it's actually pretty it's pretty fun as well but that's funny um but yeah I mean you know the, the I remember playing at my aunt and uncles they had a ton of different games one of the games I played a lot was Prince of Persia that was okay. that was one that my that my uncle had uh, Gargoyles Quest was another one that's a uh, uh, I believe it's a Capcom title. Yeah, then, that one's based in the same universe as um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts or Super Ghosts and Goblins, right? I believe it, Gargoyle is it's from the other perspective, right? That Isn't could that very right? well be. I actually don't. I I if that is the case, I was I was unaware of it. So okay, I have like I have since. I have like uh I believe it's Gargoyles Quest 2 on the NES. I have that in my collection. Um but but that was a very that was pretty fun. And the sprites were they were you know how Mario sprite was so tiny like you were saying. Right. And then and yeah. then you finally got into like like uh the six golden coins where his sprite was just massive and it was like oh this is this is this is it, you know? And uh, actually yesterday for Easter, I, I tweeted out and posted in the discord, a picture of Mario with those rabbit ears. You know, that was my, yeah. The, the, the happy nice. Easter post. Right. So, um, but another great, but hard man, these, some of these game boy games, like it was like, Oh, there's four worlds. Yeah. Good luck. Right. Like, <laughs> like they were, they were pretty difficult. Six golden coins, especially the, the final area, like getting to get into Wario and whatnot. No, yeah. that, that was, that was no joke. That one was tough. So I did play that one. I think that might have been one of the last Game Boy games I played. What really bums me out is I never played Link's Awakening. And mm. to a lot of people, it's their favorite you know, Zelda game. You know, well, some people. So um, I'm excited for the remake because of that. But um, yeah, I never got to play that. Um, I never had a Game Boy Color either. So I was just black and white and then eventually i got a game boy advance i skipped over the color not by choice just because my parents say you already have a game boy like no you don't understand i don't have a game boy i have this other junk thing i need the new game boy parents don't understand they don't know the struggle you can't go to school with a regular game boy when everyone's rocking these new game boy color (laughs) pocket editions and like what am i supposed to do with that like get out of here exactly yeah I, I totally get it. I totally get it. So one of the things I've come across is like a, uh, I think it was like a Nintendo customer service training video. And this guy brings in a Game Boy and he's like, I turn it on, nothing happens. And the guy's like, all right, well, let me, let me see it. You know, and I he, did. I saw this yeah. uh, just random off my feed and on YouTube. Yeah. So it's like he, he, you know, the guy behind the counter turns it on. He's like, oh, it, it, it it's on. It made the sound. The light's on. He's like, let's go ahead and turn the contrast up. <laughs> turns yeah. the, and then there's the picture. The guy's like, oh, okay. Yeah, good. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you later. Uh, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> I, here's a question. Why did they let you, why didn't they adjust it to where you couldn't max the contrast out to where you see nothing? <laughs> Obviously, you can't play any game in that fashion. So, why didn't Nintendo put some left and right limits on that? <laughs> it's a good question. I don't know. Because, you know, sure. yeah, I mean, that would happen all the time. You're like, oh, I can't see anything. And then you adjust it. But really, did any game 
really need contrast outside of like the one setting you find that's perfect and that's all you ever use. I, I don't, I don't think so, but yeah. you know, uh, a, a couple of the games that I used to play a lot that I really, really liked were, uh, um, Quarth was the game and it was, a, it was kind of like, it's, a, it's, it was kind of like Tetris in a way. Hmm. But it was almost like reverse Tetris and all you had was squares that you shot. And what you would try to do is like if an L shape was coming down at you, you would want to hit um, you would want to complete the basically complete the rectangle. And that would that would make it disappear. And then you could get upgrades and you could use different ships. And and all you could do is move left to right. And the stage is coming down and you're just trying to complete these rectangles or squares. And that was kind of and they and they were kind of stacked around each other like you couldn't you know, you couldn't you couldn't hit all of them at once. It was like you had to complete this rectangle and then this one and then this one. And it would kind of, you know, it was just it was basically a puzzle game. Um, it's like two dollars on the DS if anybody wants to try it. It's actually pretty addicting and and pretty fun. So um, I, I actually kind of I, I do recommend um, looking at. But the other one was Alleyway, which was uh, a, a breakout clone. And Breakout was, uh, you know, very popular in the arcade. And you played as this little you just you had a little ship at the bottom. And I remember Mario was in this in this little ship controlling it with levers. And all you do is move left and right. And the ball came down and then you would hit it and it would take bricks out. And uh, some of the bonus stages were like an eight bit Mario and the ball wouldn't stop when it hit the bricks. It would just it would just go all the way through them. And that was another game that I just had so much fun with. Like I could play alleyway like forever forever yeah just really really enjoyed it uh two two more i played a lot growing up the i think it was the first ducktales not the not the second um i i played that a lot i mean i liked i loved ducktales growing up what what kid didn't right but um that game if i remember correctly it was a pretty decent port of the nes ducktales and mm. so i loved it um, then the other one was also a port of the uh, NES, but, but Batman, the video game. Oh, yeah. I, I played that. Um, and, you know, if you ever play the NES version of these, you know, dropping it down to the handheld and monochrome really leaves much to be desired. But, you know, back then, like being able to play anything handheld like that was just mind blowing to us. So it was a blast. You know how excited I was to play Mortal Kombat? It was in 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 what fashion? Arcade or No, on the Game Boy. It, I mean, but but Mortal Kombat is it has a high kick and a low kick and a high punch and low punch. Without that, it's it didn't matter. not the same game. I can play it without my mom seeing it or seeing any kind of blood because there was no color, you know? So Well, that is true. Like, I mean, yeah, it was, it was rough. I don't even know. I, I remember like, okay, get the Nintendo power out. I'm showing you guys finishing moves and all the kids on the bus would, would gather around and yeah. we would, we would pull off the finishing moves, but you know, two yeah. buttons. It was, it was rough. It was, it was rough. And I'm pretty sure I played it as well. Um, Cause I mean, I remember what it looked like and I don't think I owned it, but I'm sure my buddies did. Um, one thing that, stopped happening at some point but back then you could pretty much assume any game that was pretty well recognized was going to get a game boy port if the game was on the nes and it was pretty decent it's going to get a game boy port 
and they stopped doing that. You know, with Game Boy Advance, it happened less. And then by the time the DS and stuff came out, they pretty much stopped doing that, and you would start getting unique games and rather than the ports. Um, I didn't mind the ports. I, I didn't either. I mean, like I said, it was the first time I experienced Kirby that the, the, the first time I experienced Mega Man and I, I thought they were great. I, I thought they were great. I mean, I remember riding in the school bus and, and playing Kirby and just being like, well, this character's pretty cool, you know, like, and this is a nice big sprite and, you know, and a lot of like, I think one of the things that are really worth noting is the music on the Game Boy. Yeah. Again, you have these these limitations that put into the hands of such creative minds and you still get some some really amazing music. I mean, like you said, Tetris, right? Like you just yeah. like <clears throat> that that music's always going to like it just kind of rings in my head like it's just Forever. always there, you know. Fun and, fact for you guys. Yeah. I was 17 or 18 years old. Um didn't lock my car door and my stereo faceplate got stolen not my whole stereo but they just took the faceplate um you know i i couldn't find a new one so i'm just like whatever i guess i won't have any more stereo in my car it's fine what i did was i took my original game boy with tetris in it and i just turned the speaker up full blast and all we would listen to when i would drive was all day so, you know what, guy who stole my faceplate, you you didn't hurt me. You did me a favor. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. That's hilarious. And I mean, you know, that's the thing like I would go to my aunt and uncle's house and it was like I I had to play Game Boy. I had to play Game Boy. I wanted to get the head like give me the headphones cuz remember it came with those it came with it those It came with one, right? Wasn't it just one ear? I think or, it was two and I think it had a red and blue like red and blue on the uh on the ends and, and they were super uncomfortable oh, like after a little hard while your plastic. ears just hurt. Oh, so bad. It hurt so bad. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah, I so, remember. I remember. Uh, <laughs> but just, I mean, for me, it's just, it really is a system, even though I never owned it, it's just a system that I have so many fond memories of and, and, and really look back, uh, fondly on. And, and, you know, again, a lot of it's tied to, it's tied to family and friends and on the school bus. And, you know, like I said, like getting all the, having all the kids gather around to see Scorpion and Sub-Zero's finishing move. Cause, uh, a lot of the kids couldn't pull it off. I'm like, Oh, I got this. I got yeah. this, you know, like, I think you had to use the start button and the the select button and everything for that game, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> lumber joke from chat saying, uh, removable faceplates were supposed to deter yeah. stealing the entire unit. Well, the problem is you have to remove the faceplate yourself and I didn't. So they couldn't feel everything. Either they got spooked or I, I don't know. They tried to like open my console. Anyway, doesn't matter. They only got the faceplate. <laughs> Nobody wins there. They can't use it. I can't use it. Nobody wins. No, definitely um, not. But yeah, to this day, I'm still looking, you know, casually at garage sales for a decent quality Game Boy Color. Um, I want one because I do have a lot of love for these simple old games of my past. You know, I'd love to go back and play the Pokemons, and um, so I'm I'm still looking for a Game Boy Color I can just throw around in the backpack and play when I have ten minutes. You know the 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 probably the best, and I have a whole bunch of them. Is the SP? Yeah. 
So SP is good. I used to have one. I just I want the traditional Game Boy color because that's where my nostalgia lies. Was that oh. that form factor, you know? No. And because I never had one. Oh, I get it. I get it. I uh, I I will I will bring mine to vape for on vacation, and that's what I started playing. Links, but the screen is like a postage stamp. <laughs> it's it's even smaller than the uh, than the OG. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. Okay, this is an instant migraine. Awesome. Yeah, I might as well just do right VR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You basically are holding it to your face anyway. So what's the difference? Right, right, right. So, all right. Awesome, man. Well, hey, this, is, uh, this has been fun. Let's wrap it up. Where can people find you? You will find me on Twitter, drinking some Perrier, hate zero, zero with an X. <laughs> You will find me on Discord. You'll find me on here at Monday nights, hopefully around eight-ish. We'll we'll get the time figured out. Um what else? Yeah, anywhere anywhere I am, it's all hate zero. Yeah, he's still gotta stream some horse stables uh one oh, of these yeah. days. Yeah. I would I'll I'm <laughs> I got that I got that coming. It's coming. And and also, yeah, you wanna hit me up on Xbox or Switch. My gamer tag on Switch is hate zero, but that's not what my friend's code is, unfortunately. <laughs> but on Xbox, you can hit me up at hate zero. There you go. There you go. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Twitch, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all the places. It's at N64Josh. And I'm, I'm, I do try to put up quite a bit of, uh, I just call it like micro content. Like you're going to see me pull off some stuff in Mario Kart. That's either going to be really impressive or really, really bad. So w- one of the two things. So you're either going to be, uh, hopefully you'll be wowed or else you're just going to laugh at me for being a knucklehead, which uh, it, that's more than likely what's going to be happening. So um, like today I had, I had mushrooms stolen from me right as I was going over a shortcut and I just slammed into a giant block of cheese on the map and just stayed there. Like that was, that was it. I just stayed there. So, um, uh, a nightcrawler says, or, or being mean to nightcrawler, or sometimes he's even being mean to me. You'll find, you'll find, you'll find that as well, you know, cause we love each other. And that's what friends do when they play Mario Kart. They try to, they try to ruin those relationships. <laughs> so, um, guys, you can follow the show on Twitter at npowercast. The show notes will be available at n64josh.com slash npc. 201. Um, I am going to have an article up about the 30th uh, birthday of the Game Boy that I want you guys to comment on, and I'll I'll read some of the comments on Thursday on Thursday's show. Um, that'll be up. That'll be up in the next couple days. Here, I'll let you know in Discord, Reddit, all that kind of stuff. Um, like I said earlier, Facebook group n64josh.com/slash Facebook group or the Reddit n64josh.com/slash r. It's the best place to stay up to date with all the content. If you want to email the show, you got questions, comments, whatever, uh, npc at n64josh.com. Uh, you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash npc. Pick up something great like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. The chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. Go to n64josh.com slash opc to automatically save $10 at checkout. If you want to help support the content I create, you can go over to patreon.com slash n64josh. I got lots of t-shirts, lots of merch in my store, n64josh.com slash store. Uh, we do have the discord. We'd love to have you come hang out n64josh.com slash discord. If you guys can rate and review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening week in and week out. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye now.